Ace Podcast. Weird. It's weird. We about made it through without you messing it up. I can't help it. How rocking is that? It's weird. How rocking is that thing? Hey, my name's Aaron. My name is Craig. It's Craig. It's Craig. And this is the Weird Podcast. Episode That's number 246. That's 246, good two, buddy. 247, 246, something like that. Uh, yeah, 246, anyway, 247, whatever it takes. This is the podcast that brings you the best in weird news coverage. Or at least something. Twice a week. We give you all the news that you can use to blow a fuse, and it's all true. We Don't even, mind my noise I'm making up. I'm trying to fix my microphone. Go ahead, fix your mic. I'm just rambling. You're a rambling man. Lord, rambling I was man. born <laughs> okay. a rambling man. Well, we got a top story that has to do with Trekkies, so let's Trekkers. Get to it. Top story. You you just, we lost again half of our- Trekkers? Trekkers. Trekkers. Yeah, Trekkies, Trekkies is incorrect. It's trek. What? Trekkies. Trekker. No, Treks. They're called Trekkers. Treks. Nerds. <laughs> You know, I've never seen an episode of Star Trek, ever, not one. I don't know if I've sat through an entire one. I tried to watch a movie one time. I was just lost. Oh, well, as long as you watch the even-numbered ones, you're okay. Okay. It's good to remember. That's a rule. I remember there was an invisible ship. At least two and four. They came to Earth in in like the 80s, and there was an invisible ship. That was four. Was it four? Well, they made it invisible. There was a whale in there somewhere. Right. They had to get one of those like giant whales. They were saving the whales. whales. It was definitely a tree-hugging one, but it was was funny because they were interacting with modern-day people at the time. They were, but I didn't know what was going on. All you really need to know, uh, space people, ship. Space is the place. Well, Ace is the place. I used to have a little theme song with a Spaceman in it. That's a great story. You know, I got some David Bowie vinyl. Nobody asked. I don't listen to Space. You, you also can have one of those really cool little buses that drives around your album. I don't want one of those. It'll mess music. up my vinyl. It won't mess it up. It'll mess it up. I mean, let's face it. The music you're listening to is not really that great anyway. <laughs> you so. know, here's what I could do, though. This would be kind of cool. I could get that little van that you sent me. So let me explain it. It's a, it's a van. I forget what it's called right now. Uh, a vinyl van. No, it's not. It's a vinyl. And it's a little toy van that's got a, a speaker built in it, and there's a version with Bluetooth, so it'll it'll play out to a Bluetooth speaker. But you you set it on your record on the on a counter or whatever, and it drives around in a circle and plays the entire album. And this, it comes out of the speaker. Check this out. I, I get one right, and I put it on. I put a record on my turntable, and then I put the van on the other side of the record. It's got to go at thirty three. It's got to go the same speed as as the needle as the record turning. Right, you might open up. A, you might open up a time warp. Wait, or something. Wouldn't that be weird? It just zip, zip you right on it, especially if I was playing like riding the storm out or something. But what if it took you to like a day? Or what, what if, if I, what if I put a Pink Floyd album on? I've got a few of those, and I put the van on a totally different song at the, the needle to play two at one time. <laughs> hey, you talk about seeing colors. You feel me? You know, they say if you play Dark Side of the Moon. I feel com- comfortably numb listening to you. <laughs> you play Dark Side of the Moon with the volume down on the Wizard of Oz that it fits up perfectly. <laughs> with the volume down. You turn the volume down on Wizard of Oz, you hit play. Oh, you, what it sounded like you said was turn on Dark Side of the Moon, but turn the volume down so you can't no, hear the record. No, that's no good. That's worthless. No, it, it, it's a, everything goes along. But I think that happens with a lot of things. I told you, I think, once before that the old, the, uh, the old silent Nosferatu movie the vampire movie. Yes. I turned on um, Safety Dance, Men Without Hats. <laughs> it was awesome. 
Um, you can suck blood if you wanna. Um, yeah. Wow, I've just completely forgotten the name of the, well, the, hello, ba- the band. Man. <laughs> Did you take your Geritol this morning? I have forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten uh, the, I, the, the 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 name of the band will come out of my head all of a sudden. <laughs> well, it's not that important. We got a we got a top story to do. Anyway, there was a great gothy sort of eighties album that I'm just the Cure. No, it wasn't the Cure. Uh the Cult. No, it wasn't the Cult. Oh, Cult Electric. That'd be a great vinyl to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top story. William Shatner tries to stop Clearwater Man, who claims to be his son, after changing his last name to Shatner. From changing his last that name. That wasn't so much not an after. Whatever. That's not so much an impersonation of him. It was just the cadence. So he, uh, there's William Shatner, guy. he tries to stop Clearwater Man, who claims to be his son, from changing his last name to Shatner. I yeah. don't think you can do that. Well, let's see what happens. Peter Sloan has, has claimed for decades that William Shatner is his biological dad, but the 87-year-old actor and father of three daughters denies the blood tie. If Shatner is giving you a hard time, just wait about five or six years. <laughs> Still, Sloan said uh, he will not be denied what he calls his birthright, the Shatner name. He can, and call, he can call himself whatever he wants and change it to whatever, but that, doesn't mean he's gonna, but that does not mean he's going right. to get in, reap the benefits. So on January 14th, the longtime Tampa resident now residing in Clearwater petitioned the Pinellas uh, County Court to have his name legally changed to Peter Shatner. That's one, got a nice ring to it, actually. It's a lot better than Peter Sloan. One week later, I mean, it's my opinion. Pete, I, I, Pete Shatner. Uh, one week later, a Miami attorney representing Shatner emailed Sloan a cease and desist order. I don't think you can do that. Threatening to uh, threatening further legal action if he moves forward with the name change. So that's to suggest that anyone in the world with the name Shatner is kin to sh- William Shatner. Or no, yeah. that they should have a say in this also. Oh, well, that's true. Why yeah, does Shatner yeah. only, only Shatner has a say in this? Because One, he's William Shatner. Shatner. They are trying to scare me. Sloan, 62, said, it won't work. You think just when he talks, they know it was his son, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to change my name. <laughs> I can't tell if he's Christopher Walken's son or Sloan is unsure how Shatner learned of the attempt to change his name. I mentioned it on social media. Sloan said, maybe they're watching me. <laughs> Shatner. You got to do the hand. Do what? You got to do the hand. Maybe nobody they're. Hand. Well, nobody can see the hands. I can. It'd be better for me. And maybe. I think I'm probably our only listener. <laughs> they're watching me. Shatner and Sloan's mother, the late actress Kathy Burt, worked together in the 50s on Canadian television, eh? Beauty. According to Sloan, the two had a one-night stand uh, in early 1956 in Toronto. Uh, he was born on December 9th of that year, then given up for adoption in New York. Okay, now this is where it got interesting to me, because the headline caught my attention. Because there's a, a, I think I've heard this story. That's been going on for a while. There's a mental illness in, in some folks where they do honestly. For example, my wife has a distant cousin who thinks he's Elvis Presley's son. Got his name changed to Elvis Presley Jr. Was in the National Enquirer all this, but he really believed it. There is a sickness where people attach themselves to celebrity so much so that they form this memory in their mind that that's not true. Like Kazam. No, that happened. But this one is like this. He actually has a really good argument. I, I think there should be some blood tester things done, some well, DNA something. That would probably be something that. But what, Shatner, the real Shatner, would never agree to that. I'm sure. Well, like like I said, just wait a few years. <laughs> I, leave it at that. I don't. I'm not. What do I mean by that? I don't know. 
Uh-huh. Just, just saying. Yeah. He wasn't on our list of top 10 celebrities most likely to die. In oh, was that what you meant by that? As you thought that's what I meant? No. Oh, I'm okay. just saying he wasn't. Um, so, Shat, okay, so we talked about them one night stand. Um, when Sloan and his m- birth mother reconnected in 1984, she admitted his father would be either Shatner or a second man she only recalls as Chick. She had bigger issues. <laughs> Chick Corea. Chick was a yeah, a law student from Montreal and a jazz musician. <laughs> Sh- shouldn't you shouldn't you if you meet a woman, right? Let's say you're single again, right? Yeah, this is the 50s. You got to remember that. I know, but okay, I'm saying I'm saying well, I'm just saying if you if you meet a woman, Lori would have to What's your name? No, no, not you personally. <laughs> oh, okay. What what's what's your name? Uh, oh, I'm Diane. What's your name? Chick Shouldn't that be a deal breaker right there? No. I mean, this is the 50s, man. The multiple affairs, she claimed, were due to her mending a broken heart. How do you mend? How do you brand a mo- smoking heart? Smoking heart. <laughs> do you remember that from Heebie Beebees? Heebie Jeebies? Heebie Beebies. Heebie Jeebies. My favorite story we've ever done. Heebie Jeebie Jeebies. She later detailed in a letter to Sloan that he shared uh, what what he shared with the Tampa Bay Times. Sloan said his mom privately told him she was more certain the father was Shatner. Well, he actually kind of looks like, and I don't know if that's just a thing. Your brain's tricking you to think. Yeah, I don't know. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. In 1984, Hollywood producer E. Arthur Keene, a friend of Sloan's, yeah. Uh, a, a friend of Sloan's adoptive father, George Tilden Oreck. Does he make those with vacuum cleaners? He does, yeah. They Broker, suck. Brokered, yeah, most most <laughs> vacuums will. Brokered a one-on-one meeting between Sloan and Shatner. Ah. Uh, Adrea Nairn, Keen's ex-wife, has confirmed the account. Sloan claims that Shatner then admitted to being his father, but that uh, the man who famously portrayed Captain Kirk later said he would never go public. So there's a there's a good here's the thing what it's a dead end all right you need to get over to move on <laughs> I mean here's the thing wouldn't you I mean if if there was a shot I, that, I, it, I guess you're right blood work yeah I guess they could get a court order but at this point the man he's a grown man yeah or is does the court do we need to be spending resources on this I don't know if he's got resources to spend I mean the court system and his know. dad's a famous actor he's probably got all kind of resources i really liked boston legal did you ever watch that <laughs> no i did not that's the shatner uh with james spader they yeah. were the lawyers never watched it oh it was it was it was it was funny it was good headline is man made a bomb in des moines sushi restaurant because threats aren't taken seriously did you hear about this i, I believe so a 40 year old man constructed a potentially deadly device while dining in a downtown no, des moines I did not hear, sushi no, I restaurant not. Because he didn't think bomb threats were being taken seriously. Which is funny because James Kirk was from Des Moines, wasn't he? Yeah. I believe he was from yeah. Des Moines. Or he was from Iowa. Somewhere. Des Moines police... <laughs> I can say that about anybody. He's from said, somewhere. ...said Ivory Washington made a legitimate improvised explosive device, IED, that resembled a homemade hand grenade. Tuesday he made it with evening. items he found at the restaurant? If the device had gone off, Des Moines Police Sergeant Paul P- Parizic said... Those within a 25-foot radius could have been injured, and those within a 10-foot radius would have been killed. Perizic said Washington made the device in plain sight because he is extremely frustrated with our world today and believes that people don't take these types of threats seriously. So he picks on a sushi joint? (laughs) Washington was going to make a point that he could sit somewhere and construct a device and hopefully somebody would call police. 
So he just brought the stuff with yeah. him. Yeah. I thought he was making it out of because that would be impressive. <laughs> Soy sauce. That would little, that MacGyver something together like that? The restaurant owner, Namtran, said that he and other employees noticed Washington acting strangely. That's ma'am. But, <laughs> but the situation was unexpected. You been to GameStop lately? <laughs> That's ma'am. <laughs> Tran said he had no idea. I'm sorry, you're more of a dude than me. All right, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> there was a bomb in his restaurant. Washington kept wandering around different tables, Tran said. He would go to the electric outlet and plug in some device, a phone jack or something, and then go up to the bar a few times and ask to throw some trash but away. Nobody would think twice about most restaurants, anybody now, plugging in a device. I mean, you go to nah. Bojangles, they got USB plugs right there on the wall. And chicken. And chicken. Yeah, good chicken. And they have USB chicken. <laughs> you plug that stuff in. Ooh, it has good. It was good. Louisiana chicken. Yow. Washington eventually called police on himself. At first, claiming that the device hey, look, nobody's, was a fake. Nobody's paying attention to me, so I'm just going to go ahead and call this in myself. A bomb squad showed I'm up. I'm a dangerous person. Removed the device and determined that the device was legitimate. Washington was taken into custody without incident. We tested it to see if it would explode. It did. I mean, you <laughs> got So it was a functioning bomb. If a guy can make a functioning bomb with a shoe, yeah, then you know anything at yeah. this point. It's been a while. Hadn't had many poo stories lately, Craig. I don't know if I can read this. <laughs> I told you, this episode's got some... There's some doozies. <laughs> Taiwanese flight attendant... Just handle this one with kid gloves. I, I, Preferably I'm, rubber gloves. I'm a, I'm a professional. <laughs> okay, go. <clears throat> Taiwanese flight attendant traumatized after being forced to wipe fat, white, old... <laughs> foreign butt i swear to you that's what that says that's the actual headline unedited a female taiwanese flight attendant felt physically and mentally traumatized forced to wipe an obese man's bottom (laughs) after he went to the toilet on a flight from los angeles to tapai is it tapai it's tapai tapai wait a second tapai 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 they're that 80s band remember tapai 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 um, it's, it's, it's type, type A. Type A, that's it. Yeah. Type, type, type A. a. On, uh, I'm type B myself, but. I think I'm type, I don't know. I'm I should have known type A because the refreshments have a song that talk about the rain Anyway, I felt dirty. The flight attendant wrote well, on she's, Instagram. She doesn't sound like she looks at all. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I felt dirty. <laughs> a flight attendant wrote on an Instagram she post that lozenge. detailed. Uh, the experience. Who is it? Hillary Clinton? (laughs) Not funny. According to reports in Taiwan, you know, I got somebody worked up the other day. Did we talk about this? I didn't mean to get you off on the story. You always do. I mentioned I had a couple people I work around. I got them all worked up because I made a, and I want my Hong Kong friends to stand up for me. Yeah. I made a comment to them about uh, our Asian friends getting having trouble with L's and R's. Right. It's something that they will tell you to your face. I can't roll my tongue. I can't roll my R's and when I'm sp- trying to speak Spanish. I can't either. I see. So, so Miguel, they, uncle. See, the way he says his name, Casti- I can't do it. Casti- I can't. It's uncle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can I get back to my story? Go ahead. So, I was telling him that that is not a racist thing for me to say. Not at all. That's a fact. And I go Jack? out on YouTube, and within two seconds on YouTube, I find a lovely young couple. She's American, redhead, and he's a Japanese guy. And they're making fun what of each other. What color was this hair? It's dark. Yeah. Anyway, so 
she she was making fun of him about being racist. And they, they anyway they go into this whole thing about how they have a truck. And she quizzes him. She's saying here's a word, and he has to try to figure out if it's an L or an R or whatever. And it was a very honest look at how they the the reason, and it has to do with the language and the way they pronounce things and the letters that they have and the letters that we have. It was a very it was a very it was just an example of someone trying to get upset with me because I said something that didn't fit into the little box that's perfect, and I said something. That's the the day and age that we live in. And I'm like, I would like our good friends over in Hong Kong to let me know is is that really? What about our good friends in Bulgaria? Or Bulgaria? We're number twenty four, y'all. We are the twenty four news podcast, number twenty four of news podcast in Bulgaria. Spotify, even. Yeah, right now. That's amazing. Thank you, Bulgaria. Yes, Bulgaria, but anywho. Or or Bulgaria. Yeah, so we, 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 so they got upset with me thinking I was being racist. I'm like, it's just not racist. They, I've got personal friends that will tell me that you, you can't hear. Do the, you? Do you have personal friends? No. Nah. <laughs> but I imagine that I do. And. I imagine dragons. <clears throat> so. I just, it was just an example. Somebody getting bent out of shape, like I was being racist about something. It's like the L's, because I made a comment. I said, well, when they figure out their L's and their R's, let me know. And it was tongue in cheek. That, it was, see, I would have laughed. It literally was tongue in cheek when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. But but uh, it was meant as funny. And when you look at it, they, they, uh, they it, it's because of language difference. I can't understand uh, words that I hear. Uh, friends of mine that are, that are Hispanic will say things. I'm like, I don't hear the difference because I can't hear the difference. Right. If I, if someone's speaking Chinese, Japanese, whatever, there are things I'm not going to hear the difference. Right. And, and I understand that other people can hear it and other people learn those languages. It's not, you're preaching to the choir. I'm just saying that me personally, these ears, as they are barely working at this point, I don't hear the differences. And it was just, it was just made out to be like I was being racist and I, and I, I wasn't, it was, I proved it by finding a video of them talking about the exact same thing I talked about. Okay, you're off the hook. Off the chain. Yeah, off the hizzy. Anyway, so let me go back to doing an inappropriate Chinese accent. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, according to the reports in Taiwan media outlets, a, the flight attendant wrote that an old white American man <laughs> weighing around 200 kilograms. Where were you? Oh, is what new? How much is 200 kilograms? I don't. What's a kilogram? I want one. I don't know. I'm, you know, because I'm we're on the imperial system. 240 pounds. <clears throat> How much is 200 kilograms in pounds? Good. 440. 440 pounds. Whoa, man. 440.9, almost 441 pounds. Siri, once again, not speaking up into the microphone like we've told her. Good grief, that's a big person. That's a big person boarded the flight from Los Angeles and made unreasonable requests of all the female flight attendants' cabin crew. After boarding the plane in a wheelchair, the passenger requested to be moved to a row with three spare seats. Pay for it. Uh, and they would normally make you pay for it. And as seats are available, his request was granted. So they let him do it. Let him do it. That's yeah. fine if, if they were made available. During the flight, the passenger told the flight attendant that his right hand was broken and that it was recovering from surgery so they could please help him go to the toilet. He was unable to apply pressure to his hand. Did he poop out of his hand? <laughs> the obese man was not able to get into the economy class toilet because it was too small, so the flight attendants took him to the business class. <laughs> yeah, it was the business class. <laughs> it's business time. Uh, class toilet. <laughs> It was a different kind of business. It was the beginning of a nightmare, the flight attendant wrote. Shortly after entering the toilet cubicle, I wouldn't call it that, the passenger pressed the emergency assist assistance button. With his underwear only half pulled down, he asked the flight attendant to help him to pull his underwear down. Okay, uh, this, no. 
No. We don't nah. help you with that. You t- Sorry. I'm sorry. You lay off tacos. Did oh. I not have to help you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the I flight attendant. You. Now you're being racist. I'm not happy. The flight attendant at first refused, but the man sitting on the toilet insisted and pleaded, please, <laughs> that the could not complete his ab- ablutions. Uh-huh. I don't know. I wouldn't call it that. No. Um, but that is oh gross. <laughs> I just looked that up. I don't use that word. We don't use that word in this podcast. No, sir. We're family friendly. It's the ceremonial a ceremonial <laughs> act of washing parts of the body or sacred okay. Act of washing oneself is what he was saying. Basically okay. he needed a little wipe action. Yeah, he needed help. His hand's broken. Um pleaded he could not complete with it. okay. Come on, come in and help me out. You promised to help me. Okay, one person barely fits in there. You put a 400-pound person in there plus. Over. 400 plus. The flight attendant put a blanket over the passenger's body, donned a pair of surgical gloves, and helped pull down the man's underwear. The passenger then insisted that the door be left open, otherwise he could not breathe. She goes, I'm not be able to breathe now. I can't breathe either. After relieving himself, the passenger shamelessly asked the flight attendant to wipe his bottom. The flight attendant said, this is really too much. Yes, it is. The cabin crew are all female. We don't have a male team member. No one can help you more. <laughs> I just added the more in there because yes. it's going to the next page. Yeah. Uh, pointing to the flight attendant, the passenger roar- roared, You promised to help me. He See, probably sounded like that at yeah. that size. I promised to help you go to the toilet, not wipe your butt. <laughs> the flight attendant replied, You promised me. What can I do if no one wipes my bum? Do you want me to stay in this toilet? Yes. Actually, yes. I would like that very much. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Fact, I, I would lock the door. I would, you still got the door shutting? You still got the door shutting? <laughs> yes. No, wait, wait, wait. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that very much. There you go. Well, it almost sounded better in my head. I think it just... Yeah. I was looking for more of a cabin door shutting. Well, I don't have that. Anyway, finally, with passengers affected by the disturbance... The flight attendant donned three layers of surgical gloves to comply with the man's request. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible story. We've sunk to I'm a new s- low on I'm this s- podcast. I'm sorry. I would say, here's the thing. We're going to get this straight here. Whew. I, as a human being, I want to help you. Yeah. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a caregiver. I'm a airline attendant. Well, this attendant went above the call of duty. <laughs> <laughs> above. Went to new heights. <laughs> Definitely went above, beyond, all new heights. <laughs> of duty. Of duty. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move to a historical story. Wouldn't it be remember- awesome if the guy was, like, really rich, though? Wrote a big fat check. Yeah, but... I shouldn't say fat check. I think that would have been in the story. Um, Abraham Lincoln, great president. We look at him as uh, the father of the Republican Party, uh, pretty the, much... The trendsetter of the stovepipe hat. Absolutely. And the uh, mustacheless beard. I might add. Yes. Yeah, the, the Amish-looking beard. You know he was murdered, right? I you, think I have heard that. Heard. Yes, I've heard well, that. Well, you'll be happy and you'll breathe a sigh of relief because finally a man turns himself in to the FBI <laughs> well, thank for, goodness. for killing Abraham Lincoln in 1865. 102 years before we were born. Washington, D.C. A man from Virginia turned himself in at the FBI headquarters this morning claiming that he was guilty of killing more than 30 people, including... The 16th president. I have seen enough sci-fi movies that, for all we know, that guy went through a portal. There you go. It could be. He could be a time traveler. 
70, uh, 71-year-old Leroy Timothy Anderson claims yeah. that he worked for 35 years as a time-traveling assassin for a secret... What if we... Pretty if, sure that was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Time Cop. For a secret governmental agency and says he has killed people at various times, going from 1678 to 22. Could you imagine... What if, this, what, if, what if they... I'm trying to remember if this actually is a movie, because this would be a great movie. The elderly man declared that his actions were all legitimate and ordered by the government, but that he fears his former employers might want to eliminate him because he knows too much. He claims that he's part of a program called the Kronos Project. Sounds legit to me. Yeah. Sounds like a government name, too. Which was designed, coordinated, and executed by the CIA and the United States Special Operations Forces, under the supervision of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, also known as DARPA, this ultra-secret program would have orchestrated more than 1,200 assassinations spreading out over almost all of human history, including famous characters like Martin Luther King Jr., Julius Caesar, and Mahatma Gandhi. His story is clearly... Ever, I, guess, I guess if he ever changed his mind, he would just go back and stop himself. Yeah, like he probably has the technology. I wonder if he started like in the year twenty two thirty nine and has just traveled back, or if he started like in our lifetime, this time travel assassination. Are you buying this stuff? You're buying into this. Is it for sale? Uh, I got a trailer. Christopher Ray, the FBI director, said that his story was clearly one of the most entertaining that he had ever heard. Christopher Ray, you're not so smug in a minute when you find out it's true. That's right. I say we give this guy the old. Uh, uh, polygraph. Hey, I've happens. seen the video of the person from like the early 1900s walking around with a cell phone in their hand. Yeah, and I've seen that. You've seen pictures of the guy in the like REO Speedwagon T-shirt back yeah. in the 1800s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> wow, wow. A woman is marrying her own duvet. What's a duvet? A duvet. Is it a duvet? Yeah, it's a duvet. I have never Goes felt on the bed. So, I have felt so. I've never felt more uncultured than right now <laughs> i don't i've never i've never a soft quilt filled with down feathers or synthetic fiber used instead of an upper sheet or blanket. we call that a comfort <laughs> it's a duvet you're a duvet not to, be, not to be confused with a boudet that wouldn't be a that would something you would not want on your bed <laughs> isn't that a bidet Yes, a bidet for your boudet. I like to call it a duvet. Because if I say duvet, it makes me sound that much duvet, more... Duvet, duvet. It, it you makes sound me like seem, you're scratching. It just makes me sound that more that more stupid. Duvet, 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 duvet. It couldn't sound much more stupid, really. <laughs> Her duvet... <sighs> Hi, I'm Shelly Duvet. This is my husband, Duvet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video of Shelly Duvall just saying that over and over again? No. I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm Shelly Duvall. Hi. I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm glad I have She it. called me once. Did I ever tell you that story? <laughs> no. She called the house one night. I, I, no, you did tell me the story. I, yeah. I blew off Shelly Duvall. I said, <laughs> I got to go. I can't talk. Nice nice talking to you for a second. She called me. She said, hey, this is, hi, Craig. This is Shelly Duvall. I went, Shelly, I'm so sorry. I've got to go to a movie screening tonight. I'm working. I got to leave. I, I can't say, okay. She never called me back. Of course not. You blew her off. Yeah. So that's a pretty good story. Yeah. That's a pretty good random story. Yeah, it is not bad. Sometime I'll tell you, about, I'll tell you again the story about how I called Don Knotts. <laughs> I had a pretty good, pretty pretty cool job at <laughs> We're one. We're not here to talk about who you've called. I called you once. <laughs> We're here to talk about a woman marrying her dovet. Duvet. <laughs> Shelly Duvet. 
As you battle this bleak and frosty time of the oh, year. Oh, it has been cold. Or should, <clears throat> As you battle this bleak and frosty time of year. In a world. You might just find you are happiest in bed. I am. I know when it's cold out, I don't want to get out from under those covers. I never want to get out of the bed. I sleep a lot out of the covers, though. I don't. I'm a weirdo. Even when I nap, I I, I go to bed. I'm not like that. I am. One woman has taken this to the extreme, announcing her plans to marry her duvet. (laughs) Her duvet. Pascali. Pascali? Pascal. Pascal Selleck, Tom's younger daughter. No. It's not? No. She's 49. Has invited the public to witness her wedding to her comforting companion. Because it's called a comforter. (laughs) For the unusual ceremony, she will forego the traditional bridal gown, opting instead for bedtime attire. Slippers paired with a nightie and a dressing gown. Ooh, I love dressing. (laughs) What's your favorite? I just like it with turkey. I like... Turkey and dressing. I like uh, ranch. Ranch dressing? Yeah. I was talking about what what people call stuffing. Yeah. Or in the South. No, they're different. Dressing is dressing, stuffing is stuffing. Well, the stuffing stuffed things. inside. Yeah. Which actually is a health risk. <laughs> Apparently, you can get this back to you. I know it is for the bird. It is. <laughs> bird doesn't make it out of <laughs> The relaxed dress code is extended to, de- to guests who are also encouraged to bring hot water bottles if hot it's water cold. Bottle. Sarah, hot water bottle. Speaking of her decision, Pascal told SWNS, my, oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. My duvet is the longest, strongest, most intimate and reliable relationship oh, that I've grief. ever had. That's because it's always been there for me, and it gives me great hugs. Oh, my goodness. You know what else? Blanket. Blankets do that. That's what they <laughs> Afghan, do. Afghan, maybe. Oh, I Pillow. Love, I love my duvet. My friends across the pond. Why don't you marry it? Yeah. I, my friends across the pond call it a comforter. Um, <laughs> I love it so much, I'd like to invite people to witness my union with the most constant comforting companion in my life. I mean, I love a heat. I love a, a, a electric blanket. Oh, I don't. I don't like electric blankets. I like any kind of blanket. Let's say we like blankets as a blanket statement. I've got a, I've got a weighted <laughs> Literally, blanket that I love. You got one, too? We, yeah, yeah. We got one for... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. We got one for Savannah for christmas and it got a good deal out those things are expensive yeah i got sarah one for christmas a couple of years ago and, and they're she, expensive she she talks so well of it i said well i'm gonna try this it's neat it's like i that, love it it's yeah it's weird that the weight of the blanket on you is comforting yeah yeah and it doesn't get hot if it gets too heavy on you if you're too small of a person and it cuts off the blood supply you'll become comfortably numb <laughs> are you done is that That's it? a throwback to our top 10 before yeah. anyway um, there will be music and a ceremony, laughs, probably lots of laughs, <laughs> yeah, and more entertainment. laughs than she's planning. So, uh, let's go from there. In Florida, I went Headline is Florida officer ran over man and women, woman lying on the road to watch the eclipse. Did you get to see any of the eclipse, Craig? The blood moon? Yeah, the blood moon. Uh, I did. I walked outside, and it's been nothing but rain. It's like rain, Seattle here. Clouds, yeah. And lately. I walked outside. Snow. Not not a cloud in the sky. I saw you post that. That's awesome. It was neat. It was like it was like uh, I saw it when it was almost completely covered. It. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be a red colored moon, but it actually was like an eclipse. Yeah. It actually moved. Around. But uh, it was neat. And I got a friend of mine. I'll have to show you the pictures if you remind me later. I got a friend of mine who's a professional photographer, and he he takes these. Alan. No, he is a friend who's a photographer. There's yeah. another one of a, a mutual friend of Alan and myself. Okay, another guy, and uh, who's out in East Tennessee, and he he 
took beautiful shots of the eclipse and what they call the they call it the diamond ring, wedding ring, something like that. When the click, when the light, just, oh yeah, it looks like a ring, diamond ring, yes. And um, he made posters, I think, out of that when he was selling or prints, prints rather. Well, when you were watching, but, you, but this thing, but this thing, he took some beautiful pictures of the of the blood moon, super you, duper whatever blood wolf moon. Whatever. When you were watching this last blood moon eclipse, you didn't lay down in the road to watch it, did you? Never thought no, because it's too cold. Okay. West Palm Beach, Florida, it's not too cold. A Florida Police Department says an officer ran over two people who were lying in a dark what is roadway it against the law? to watch <laughs> Sunday night's lunar eclipse. In a statement to the Palm Beach Post, West Palm Beach Police said the man and woman were treated at a hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Lucky. Lucky. Police said around 11.30 p.m. at the height of the eclipse, the officer was patrolling in a park and driving around five miles an hour when his vehicle struck the pair. The statement said the man and the woman lived nearby because the park was extremely dark. Officials believe they were trying to watch the eclipse when they were run over. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I look at the moon. It's oh, now I see stars. Unless the cop was driving an electric car, how would you not hear the car? Even electric cars make some kind of a noise, but I could at least think to myself, well, "This is Florida. They're probably oh, they have bath salts. Yeah, something, something going on down there." The officer but was why placed. Why would you, other than being in Florida and, and a meth head, why would you be lying in the road? Why would you just lay in the grass? Maybe the grass is wet with dew. Lawn chair, back of your truck. I don't they know. Top of, of your car. Didn't have it. They chose the road. Stand there, look up like I did. <laughs> That's what I do. The officer was placed on administrative leave. Police said the man and woman were both. Why? 24 why was he put on old. administrative leave? I don't know. He was just doing his job. Oh, that's all we got on that. That's crazy. Hey, it's time for the top 10. It's the Mark Patch top 10. Yes, a great one tonight, too. I'm very excited top about this. Top 10, something we can get behind here. Yeah. And I, I, I just love this stuff so much. Top 10 most controversial breakfast cereals of all time. Now, have you ever thought about cereal as controversial? No. Me either, and that's why I've included this week a little paragraph under each to, to explain the controversy. Good. Okay. I, to me, cereal is like pizza. I love it. You can be the smallest person in the world and put away, uh, like, it's a whole box without thinking about it. Oh, I, I buy those big bags. You know, the Malta Meal. That's it. You know, one of the one of the best cereals. And our, our local Kroger has had this on sale. It's a good deal. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah, tell me. Hit me. So I think one of the best cereals out there, they're more of an adultish kind of cereal, is um, uh, honey honey bunches of oats. With, with almonds and there's ones with strawberries. But not, not bad. They've got the what you might call the big party box. They yeah. got they got the family box, like a pound. If I'm going adult cereal, I'm going to stick with Frosted Mini Wheats. Okay, well, I don't yeah. know. No, yeah. No, they're only good on one side. And after you lick the sugar <laughs> off of them, put them back in the box, no. nobody wants them. you got to eat them right. So they've got the – they had the pound box of these things at Kroger. Yeah. The big family party size of Honey Bunches of Oats with almonds or whatever, which one you want. Three fifty. Nice. Nice. I mean, cereal's expensive. Yeah, but I like. The, but I, I don't care if it's the cheap bag, the expensive. Box. I like the cheap ones. Cheap ones to me taste better. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to discriminate. If yeah. I go in a room and they say, "Hey, see that box? See that whole table over there full of all kinds of cereal?" I'll go grab a bag of Coco Dynamos and a heartbreak. I don't care what they are. I'm Delicious. not a snob when it comes to cereal. Well, let's get to this top ten list. Number ten of the top ten most controversial breakfast cereals of all time: Flutie Flakes. I actually remember these. I do not remember this. We're going to have to take a second, too, when we're done to talk about a couple of our favorite childhood cereals. Okay. We're going to have to because we're old and that's what we do. Fruity Flake. A Flutie. (laughs) Flutie Flakes. Yes. This happened in a game of American football when the Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills, who promoted this product when they started 
to step on the same product that helped what? Yeah. When they started to step on the same product that helped an autism foundation, and that became explain this. I don't know okay, this Flutie. Uh, I don't speak the sports. Flutie played uh, with the Dolphins. Oh, this he, is a person. Yeah, Doug okay, Flutie. Okay. He he was a great player. Um, but they uh, or he played for the Bills. So when the Miami Dolphins beat the Bills, they like on the sidelines were stepping on a box of Flutie flakes. Gotcha. Like we just creamed this guy, and proceeds from Flutie flakes went to help the Autism Foundation. And so oh, that, the that controversy because they, they yeah. look like jerks. Yes, exactly. All right, number nine of the top ten most controversial breakfast cereals of all time: Fruit Loops. Nope, but spelled. I love them. Nope, nope. This is not the Fruit Loops. This is F R O O T Loops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit Loops. The company Toucan Golf Incorporated sued Fruit Loops for copying their Toucan, but the demand was destroyed and both companies left to have their Toucan. So both companies could use the Toucan, not the same Toucan, but this is the Fruit Loops, double O Fruit now, Loops. Now, are Fruit Loops with Toucan Sam, is that O O T? Yeah, that's O O T. What's yeah. U, then what's U I T? Then I was mistaken. I thought Fruit Loops was spelled. No, no. Uh, but to be fair, I don't eat Fruit Loops. I will eat. I fr- do I, love I, Fruit I, Loops. I will eat Fruit Loops, but that's not the first. I one. prefer Apple Jacks. I'm a Fruity Pebbles person. I don't like Fruity Pebbles. I, they get too slimy too fast. No, oh, I, lo- yeah. I love when they start sticking together, getting no, all soggy. Oh no, yeah, soggy's bad. He's all right. <laughs> I'll hang out with much now. Number eight, old soggy bottom boy. <laughs> Are you going? Uh, number eight, Cheerios. Yeah, this, this company made. They're good if you make like. There's a. There's a candy. There's a like like Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. There's a version that my mom makes that's got caramel, with with a uh, Cheerios. Yeah. Addictive. Nah. It's amazing. I don't like Cheerios. This company made two ad. I like Honey Nut Cheerios. This company made two ads where there was an interracial couple where it became controversial. Okay. Why? Because the the decade probably. The company deleted the ads to avoid problems, but for me, people are stupid. That's yeah. what this says, not what I said. That is stupid. But I would concur. Uh, number seven, frosted mini wheats. Supposedly, they said in a commercial that the, this product increased a child's attention span by eighteen percent. I remember that commercial too, by eighteen percent. But it seems that all of this was false. That that an author demanded the company buy millions or something. Like I that. would not fight you over a box of. Frost. I would eat them, but oh, I, would I do not, like I would, frosted mini wheats. Love them. Number six of the most controversial breakfast cereals of all time. Number six. Captain Crunch. That's Lori's favorite. And this is funny because this is not really a controversy, but something somebody did notice. This controversy is absurd. A food blogger said that Captain Crunch's uh, Captain Crunch was not a captain because he lacked medals, <laughs> but he said yes because his captaincy uh, did not belong to the United States. So he was a captain of his own work in his own world. Right. I love. Do you remember the one? What? Wasn't they, well, Crunch Berries are awesome. But yes. didn't they have a peanut butter one? You get Colossal Berries as is the Malto. Mill brand. I know. I've had those too. Those are even better, and they're probably made by General Mills. And Lori does like the peanut butter Captain Crunch. You still get those. She still gets them to this day. Number five of the top ten most controversial breakfast cereals of all time: Spider Man by Ralston cereal. Ralston. You know what else they make? What? It's Ralston Purina. Oh, okay. The Spider. They were dog the dog food company, but they also made one of my favorite cereals at the time in the eighties: Waffleos. Oh, I forgot about those. Waffleos were great. The Spider-Man cereal came with mercury batteries that caused harm to the children, but they stopped selling. That that sentence makes absolutely no Apparently, no it came sense. with batteries. Yeah, it had a. I, I guess it had a Spider-Man toy in it that that contained mercury batteries. Okay. All right. 
Uh, number four of the most controversial cereals, Kashi. They uh, make muesli. Cereal. Muesli. Muesli. Our, our friends down in- Hey, uh, man, I just want some muesli. That's right. The product <laughs> claims to be completely natural, but there were pesticides in its ingredients. Well, they're finding out they're a lot more than just this brand. <laughs> yes. So the company lost a, gr- lost a great demand that stopped selling products. Now, Glenna got some of this recently for E, picked up some Kashi, and it was good. Yeah. It was really good. Number three of the top ten most controversial breakfast cereals, Elijah's Manna. This sounds like a, yeah, it's biblical, okay. Yeah, people started to complain that the name of the product was religiously religiously biblical. So? Then the company changed the name to Post Toadies. (laughs) Toasties. Post Toasties. I'd rather have Elijah's Manna. I mean, if it's cereal and it's good cereal, you call it Judas Crunchberries. I don't care. I'd... (laughs) Judas gold co- Judas's gold coins. Silver. It was Sil- silver. Silver. Yeah. My bad. My bad. I, I act- Judas's pieces of silver. I, I actually know it was silver. I don't know why I said gold. I guess because I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking the color of of uh, all these Cereal. cereals are yeah. usually that golden color. Uh, number two, Frankenberry. Yeah. This I product give, made you all of those. I could give or take. This product made you poop pink. <laughs> Cairns. Cairns. Uh, but then uh, the controversy ended when they realized that it was not toxic. Well, guess what? What was the company? Was it Burger King or somebody? Big Mac. What did it the, Big It was Mac? the Whopper that was the black no, one. No, the green Whopper or whatever. It was the, black, I think, yeah. Uh, the number one most controversial cereal of all time, Frosted Flakes. Be and careful I, with this one. I'm not a fan of Frosted Flakes. Careful. The page of Tony the Tiger on Twitter uh, was accumulated with pray, uh, with praises by the furries the furries community and that's people that, cl- Weirdo, that weirdos i'm sorry i called you weirdo you heard me yeah they're weird they, they uh what what's the word i'm looking for they identify as animals or they dress up as animals yeah, or, yeah. and act like that's really them uh getting in to say that the character was uh not really for children everything was clarified when a manager of the character declared the block what? Declared, declared to, to block, block the said community. What? Yeah, he blocked those. So the manager of the account blocked all the furries. So before you hit it, wait. Yeah. Couple of honorable mentions that aren't controversial, just cereals I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, Waffleos we talked about. Yeah. Let's talk about cereals of the past. Or is that what we're discussing? Cereals of the past. Yeah. All right, uh, you got one. My uh, fruit and fiber. Post fruit and fiber was mine. I'm talking kid fun cereal. I ate this as a kid because it had had, and that's why you're in the bathroom all the time. It had a dates and raisins. It was delicious. Okay, freakies. I don't remember. There were these all these little crazy little cartoon characters living in a tree. These little monster characters, and they give away the little monsters, little little um, figurine, little tiny character toys of them. All, little right. Ones. all right, here's one. Kaboom. Oh yeah, little clown with the cl- faces. With the freaky, yeah. the freaky clown all in the right. box. Yeah, Quisp. Quisp, I remember. Do, Quisp do they still awesome. make Kaboom? No. No. All right. Cap- King Vitamin. King Vitamin loved it as a kid. Oh, I loved and King I like, Vitamin. And I, I, I'm much like Mikey, I liked Life Cereal. Yeah, Life was good. And I like. Uh, I also like, it's like eating gravel, but I always like grape nuts. No, I don't like grape but nuts. But they got, they got to soften up a little bit. <laughs> no, they got to soften up a lot. Now, once they like kind of soften up a little bit. take them to Three Mile Island and leave them but for a But there's week. one common denominator in all these. Sugar. Yeah, lots of sugar. So basically, okay, but another one I like moving up a little bit here yeah. uh, in modern times. Uh, gra- the gra- the, what's the Graham ones? Um, golden Grams. Yeah. Love Golden Grams. And the um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Both well, of those. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was good. My mom used to get us... Rice Krispies, and then she would pour chocolate milk instead of regular milk. I mean, why would you just buy chocolate? Oh, well, she wouldn't do that. Too much sugar. 
<laughs> but the milk had none, right? <laughs> no. I could talk about cereal all day. I could, I could tell. You're pretty passionate about I love cereal. cereal. I love cereal. So is Jerry Seinfeld. You know, he described like, it as a perfect meal. It is. I also like the special K one that's got the, the freeze-dried strawberries in it. Yeah. Oh, stop me now. I'm hungry. Can you tell I'm hungry right now? Yeah, I can tell you're hungry. That was a great. That was actually. That was actually. Was that from the top tens list? That was from the top tens. They have moved up a little. <laughs> See, that's two good lists in a row we've had from them. Well, hey, if we're not banned from the internet by next week after a few things that uh, came up in this episode, <laughs> catch us next week when you'll hear Aaron say, mm, "Captain Crunch." Oh, thought he'd say something more important, but okay. Mm, fruit and fiber. I remember fruit and fiber. It was delicious. Hey, Pops. Hey, Mom. And remember, kids, spay and neuter your pets. I'm just saying that for Bob Barker. Uncle Bob. Yeah, this will be his last year. Bob was on our top ten list of celebrities to go on in. Well, we'll see what happens.